Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Happy birthday to you. All right, sing it, boy. It's Wes and Walker. Oh, I like that. Okay. Do that again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Happy birthday to you. Is that all right? Mm, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Me and Stevie. Like this. To the circus that is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I'm your ringmaster, Wes Bryant, with my other ringmaster to my right. I was I was hoping you weren't going to call me a clown. No, not at all. Okay. And then I jester to my left. Yeah, Josh, there you go. Fitty Marlowe in the back. <laughs> Poor Fitty. Ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Keep the text coming on a text line, 704 9610. We hit you with a little bit of Carolina Panthers injury news before we went to break. Bryce Young is not practicing today due to an ankle injury. Brian Burns has also been held out of practice as well. Ian Rappaport reported that Bryce Young got his ankle checked out after the game, did not practice today because of an ankle injury. As we said, the team also signed quarterback Jake Lutton. Luton, almost. Dang, almost. I, I forgot it. You told me in a yeah. break, and then it just slipped that quick. Yeah. Uh, but he was signed. And then the Panthers have also brought back Deion Jones uh, as well since Shaq Thompson has gone down. So they brought him back in as well. Got it. We weren't too thrilled about his play in the preseason, but I guess they got him familiar with the season or with the playbook, whatnot, in the preseason and have decided to bring him back in instead of going elsewhere. So uh, how big could these injuries be if one or neither one of these guys play in Seattle? All right, so Frank Reich is speaking to media right now. We've got some comments rolling in, even on Bryce Young's injury. Frank Reich said he's not sure the exact play in which Bryce Young is hurt, and he isn't sure what his status is for this week. But it's not like he was a limited participant. He didn't participate at all on the Wednesday before Sunday's game against Seattle. We'll continue to give you some of those updates on what Frank Reich is saying about this injury. You can actually go find it for yourself, too. They just tweeted it out. One of the links that you can click on so you can listen to the head coach speak to everyone. But we don't know what play he exactly got hurt on. We just know that he's not practicing. And we're not sure he's going to play against Seattle. Now, the other big one here is Brian Burns and his ankle injury. We did see this. We haven't talked about it, Mm -hmm. but we did see him limp off of the field in that fourth quarter. So don't know if Brian Burns is going to roll. He was on the injury report for that ankle as well. He was limited. So Bryce Young didn't play at all. Brian Burns, Justin Houston because of a calf, Miles Sanders with a peck, and Chandler Wooten with a knee injury. Those guys were all limited participants at today's practice. But again, Bryce Young not playing because of an ankle injury. (sighs) It would just be really frustrating, even with all these injuries that are happening, Wes. Mm -hmm. If Bryce Young doesn't play against Seattle, 
if it's somewhat long-term, maybe you're on a similar timetable like Saquon Barkley, where Brian Dable doesn't want to tell you that he's going to miss this Thursday night matchup, although we've seen some reports that Saquon might miss three weeks. I hope that he, if he misses a game, hopefully it's just against Seattle, and then he can come back against Minnesota the following week. These are the teams that don't have the greatest defenses in the world where Bryce could possibly gain some momentum. What I don't want to see happen, with all due respect to Andy Dalton, who I think is a fine quarterback and maybe even the best backup QB in all of the NFL. Him come in and get a win. Yeah. If he comes in and gets a win (laughs) and he comes in and starts throwing that thing, not all over the yard, but throwing it effectively enough to help them. To make enough to make you think, enough to make the fans think, and enough to make the coaches think. I want them to win. I am a Panther fan. I want them to get this victory. But what I don't want to see is Andy Dalton come in performatically enough to the point where everybody is calling for him to start the rest of the year, because that would not make sense to me. You thank Andy Dalton for the job that he does, and then you give that job right back to the quarterback that you selected number one overall. Maybe most people already know that, Wes. Maybe. But also, I've been doing this radio thing long enough. To see a lot of those texts roll in and say, well, Andy should be our starting quarterback this year. And I'm telling you right now, if Bryce Young is ready to go against Minnesota, but he needs just a little time to where he misses Seattle, then Bryce Young needs to be the starting quarterback against Minnesota. Yeah, and so when you look at this, too, because Kyle says on the text line that are we sure right now that Andy Dalton doesn't give us a better chance to win? I'm not going to subscribe to that theory. Because I think last year, Andy Dalton had a solid year, and he had a good assortment of weapons around him, many of the ones that Derek Carr has. But also, when you look out, uh, look at the chart that was put out uh, on Twitter about 2022 uh, open window throw selection and accuracy, minimum 30 dropbacks. Mike Golick Jr., uh, one of our favorite guests on the show, uh, put this out, and Bryce when you talk about the chart showing percentage of accurate throws to open windows, Bryce is near the bottom, which means that one, his guys aren't getting open very often. And I say that to say, I don't know how much Andy Dalton's going to be able to do uh, with this type of receiving core as well. So Kyle also is saying, he's just asking the question, are, are we sure Dalton doesn't give us a better chance to win right now? Yes. No, w- yes. Well, we're not sure either way, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, maybe he could come in and win a game. It's not going to be the same level of defense that the Saints are sporting out there in the next two weeks if Andy Dalton starts the next two games. But we're not sure Andy Dalton gives us the better chance. Who do you think is better at escaping the pocket? I would say Bryce Young right now. I don't think Andy Dalton is better at escaping the pocket. And if the offensive line is allowing as much pressure as any offensive line in the bottom five, then Andy Dalton's probably going to struggle with that too. We saw him throw an interception in preseason as well. I'm not saying saying Andy Dalton is bad, but I'm I don't know if he's better right now than Bryce Young. He understands the game a lot more because he's a veteran, but even with some of the stuff that Bryce Young brings to the table, this is somebody that does need to start if he's healthy. Right now, we don't know if he's healthy enough to start in week 3. Well, you have put the ghost on alert. They're coming out of the woodworks right now. They're starting to wake up because AC says conspiracy theory alert. Maybe the Panthers are creating this quote injury to give him some time off to watch without actually benching him, which I think would be good for him, honestly. And then a 704 number says 
Dalton 100% gives us a better chance to win. We are one and one now if he starts. All right. You feel a lot more confident than I do in that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I'm with that either. And I'm not sure if I'm with the conspiracy theory alert either. It feels like one of those Julio Jones injuries, though, that I talk about how you remember Julio would come out and have 10 catches for 240 yards and two touchdowns, and then he misses the next three games, and you're like, what happened? It's some type of injury that you never actually saw. That's the only thing that I say about the whole conspiracy theory thing is that you, we didn't actually see the injury, so to speak. So that's that's interesting to me. But I'm not I'm not buying that, and I'm also not going to buy 100 percent that Andy Dalton will give a better chance to win. Could he maybe make a few more plays here or there just because of knowledge alone? Yes, but I don't know if that's going to result in the explosive plays that will result in different drives that will result in more points for this offense. I think the weapons that you have at your disposal are holding this offense back at the moment. And I'm not sure what type of quarterback you could get in here to be able to make lemonade out of these guys. So I think that if Bryce Young misses this game, it will certainly be unfortunate because I think he needs to be on the field as much as possible to keep learning, to keep getting information, to keep getting those looks, to keep filling up his computer database with knowledge. So that's why I think he needs to be out there. Brian Burns doesn't play. I mean, certainly that's going to hurt the team, but it's also going to add on because he was virtually non-existent uh, in this last game. And I think that's the knock that a lot of people have on Brian Burns is the fact that he comes out in the first game, gives you this great show and you're tantalized by everything that you see comes out against the Saints. Uh, Only one total tackle on the day. One hurry. Didn't get a hit on the quarterback. He caused a little bit of ruckus. But other than that, man, not a great grade from PFF of 57.9 on the evening. And then if he gets hurt, people are really going to start to turn on him and be like, man, how is this guy going to command the type of money that we think that he wants when we didn't get any production from him on Monday night and now he's hurt? The text line's all over the place. We're split. Andy Dalton absolutely gives them a better chance to win. Andy Dalton is absolutely a better quarterback. (laughs) Oh, no, this was me predicting, not actually affecting. (laughs) I I knew this was about to roll in, and it's exactly what happened. And then there are other people saying that, no, Bryce Young should should 100% start. Bryce Young is 100% better. Just to give you a few more updates, I'm following Joe Person's Twitter account. There are a few out there that you can follow. But Joe Person says, um, Frank Reich said the Panthers game plan would not change much with Andy Dalton as the starter. Joe Person said Frank Reich on Andy Dalton, quote, if Andy's the starter, we've got a lot of confidence. This is why you bring someone like him in. Mm. He also said Bryce Young was on the field today getting mental reps, but they did list him on the injury report as not participating, not being a limited participant, but at least he's on the field getting mental reps Mm -hmm. and uh, still just protecting him because of an ankle injury that we're not sure how it got injured because Frank Reich said himself could not point out the play in which Bryce Young got hurt. Yeah, and so when with Frank Reich saying that, it sounds like there's a strong chance Andy could play. I know he's saying hypothetically, you know, they've got a lot of confidence. That's why you bring him in. But it sounds like at this point, it's not sounding great to me that he's going to be able to play no. uh, in this football game, in my no. estimation, just from everything you're reading, them signing a, another quarterback as well. I just wonder at this point now, if he does miss, how long would he be out? That's the question. No, it doesn't look good at all. I there's not enough information to declare him being out for sure yet. And that's how Frank Reich is operating. I respect it. 
But if we're trying to figure out, well, okay, maybe this is just him getting a little banged up and he'll be fine. I don't get that at all. This is serious enough to the point where Andy Dalton could be starting against Seattle. And I guess we'll take it from there. But just another bad case of injury luck for the Carolina Panthers. Man, this would be the worst yet, though, to lose the quarterback, especially after two games, because you want to keep seeing the development. That's one of the draws of watching the Panthers at this point, because defensively, yes, you do enjoy what you see, but offensively with how uh, drab this offense has been so far, and now you take away the one attraction, because whether he plays bad or good, you're fascinated to see how it plays out. So if he's not down, not out there that really makes for a bad watch what i don't want to happen but what might be happening here wes are we getting into charlotte hornets injury luck territory with what's happening with carolina right now bryce young ankle Lamelo ball ankle oh no don't make those parallels yet <laughs> Hope, don't, don't do that yet but it's happening brady christensen out for the year shaq thompson out for the year jc horn expected to miss most of the season austin corbett still not ready to come back Now we have Bryce Young with an ankle injury, even Brian Burns, limited participant, but could miss some time. It's not going well over at Bank of America Stadium. Tough luck for the Panthers so far with their injuries, but when we come back, we're going to get into some Panther criticisms and ask if they are fair or foul on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. More injury news concerning the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young did not participate in practice today. The Wednesday before the Seattle game on Sunday. Tell us your thoughts and comments at 704-570-9610. He was on the field getting mental reps, but he was considered on the injury report. Not participating in practice during their walkthroughs. 704-570-9610. Salesman wrote in, Bears fans are popping bottles seeing all these Panthers injuries. It's contributing. for sure. First round pick for Carolina. Goes to Chicago this season. And Carolina is 0-2. Their offense does not look good. Their defense does, but now they lose a guy like J.C. Horn and Shaq Thompson. Offensively, they're just losing players without it looking good anyway. It doesn't look great. Bagel guy wrote in, this is terrible. What makes it worse? My girlfriend knows when the Panthers are doing or playing bad. Then she gets on me about my honeydew list and target runs on Sundays. Yeah, Clown t- show. I hate the, the one I hate the most is Trader Joe's runs on Sundays. I can't do it anymore. That's where it gets way too crowded. I have to go, if, especially if I'm pushing the cart, I'll go to a place where I don't think a lot of people are buying that product, try to set up camp, but everybody's buying everything <laughs> in there. And I know I'm going to get run into. It's going to be the awkward, oh, sorry, I'm in your way, I'm in your way. And it's a brutal experience. I do not go to Trader Joe's on Sundays anymore. 
I can see that. Sunday is everybody's designated shopping day. So Trader Joe's, I would argue, is the worst. It's sun. It's everywhere, but Trader Costco's Joe's bad. Costco is so bad. You're so that that actually scared me too. You're Even right. during the football season, like it's still that packed. Oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's packed no every Sunday. So what time are you going? Because Women don't give a damn. They're gonna go shopping no matter what. When you when you're when you're being sent to Trader Joe's, what time are you going? Well, I'm not being sent. I I've only gone a couple of times on a Sunday. I the couple of times I went, it sucked both times. <laughs> and it's no disrespect. I love the food. I like all the stuff that you can get there. It's just the everybody loves it. That's the problem is that it's too beloved, and I can't do it especially on a <laughs> too Sunday. Uh, Big Cat Dan said, "Oh man, cue up the I told you he was too small, people. If he's out for a while." Scott Fitterer is between a rock and a hard place. Cue it up. It's already happening. A lot of people are already saying, we told you so. He's too small. Call it what it is. Oh, God. The conspiracy theorists are out bad. I didn't think that was going to catch fire like it is. Wes, it's not that I feel fantastic about it. It's I knew it was coming easily. Man. I knew this was going to happen because the offenses looked that poor. And this is the problem, right? You You know the old saying, if you're winning, everything takes care of itself. If you're mm-hmm. losing, then there's a lot more problems. Well, yes. this is the problem, right? When you're not looking good offensively at all, you're not winning football games. Now it's, hmm, is Bryce Young really hurt? Or do you just want to start Andy Dalton and not start a conspiracy and not start any hoopla about Bryce Young just not being good? So if you bench him, it's really all about that injury. A lot of people are saying that. Week three? This is the point where I think all that goes off the rails. People want to change play calling in week three. People want to sit down Bryce Young, your number one overall quarterback, in week three. It's just way too soon to make any of these decisions. And I don't think there's ever a time that you should sit Bryce Young because even if you expected to win more than what you are right now, I did. I thought the offense was going to look a lot better than what it is right now. Maybe I still oversold it. We've gone over this. Mm -hmm. I still expected it to look better than what we've seen through first two weeks. But even then, the future is all about that number one overall pick that you selected. And so why in the world would you say, you know what? We're going to throw Andy Dalton out there and then we'll bring in Bryce Young afterwards. Because we've seen quarterbacks confidence get ruined before. It doesn't make any sense for me. And it would be, I would think, the first time Bryce has ever been benched in his career. Oh, yeah. Immediately, especially this soon in his career. Fitty, you had something on Bryce Young? I've got Frank Reich's audio talking about the status of Carolina's Let's uh, hear rookie it. quarterback. Bryce was listed as a projected DNP um, due to an ankle. So, you know, we'll we'll see how he is tomorrow. Um, but that's all the update I have for you right now. How did he get hurt, Frank? Don't know the exact play. Don't know the exact play. And what would you say his chances are? Um, don't know the answer to that right now. We'll see how he is tomorrow. Is it a high ankle? Is it a standard? Do you know along those lines? I, I, yeah, we'll just, I do not. With that said, um, do you think that impacted his performance? I do not. Yeah, I do not think it impacted his performance. Fiddy, hit the foul line for me real quick, Uh, man, because I'm seeing too much on this text line. Let's get it. Come on. Okay, so, yeah. All right, I'm just seeing a bit too much going on. Come on. They'll look Let's at this it. to see whether this is a flagrant. Mm, that, that was scary. I don't, even, I don't even know if I want to 
don't see that again. You gotta think that's gonna be a flagrant. The question is, is it a one or a two? had to take a deep breath before I started this one. Now, everybody knows around here I'm a San Francisco 49er fan. That's no denying that. But you Panther fans, I'm ashamed of y'all right now. Some of the stuff that I'm seeing, talking about that, does Bryce really look ready to y'all? I mean, come on. Are you serious right now? Are you guys really going to look at this offensive line, really look at these receivers, and act like that somebody else could come in here and throw for 350 yards and five touchdowns? Are you serious? Do you guys watch football? Some of the text I see sometimes, I just let them go. Because I'm like, do you people even watch the game? Do you understand context? Do you understand what's going on out there? What quarterback in this league is going to come in there with these weapons that, yes, we thought it was a good starter kit for a rookie, but what quarterback is coming in there and is going to dominate or score 25, 28, 30 points with these weapons? And you're talking about he doesn't look ready. The young man is so poised. He's coming out there not getting frazzled, so to speak. He's out there standing in the pocket, delivering even in the face of pressure. He's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw behind some guys. He's going to have some times where you scratch your head. That's a rookie. Are y'all forgetting about Peyton Manning leading the league in interceptions his first year? What would you have said if Peyton Manning was the quarterback of this team and threw 28 interceptions? Trevor Lawrence didn't look spectacular when he came into the league. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that's come into the league and struggled in that first whole season you're talking about two games and you're talking about he's not ready come on y'all watch the game you text me a quarterback that's going to come in and take this offense to top 10 in the league i'll wait that's enough cut that music off that was the best rant you've ever gone on in my entire time working for you and I just sat back in awe like that we work with each other not for each other that was radio art come on man I could not have said it with that kind of anger that needed it to be said with that kind of anger. I could not say it any better with the content that you had in that message. Mr. West Bryant. Hey, Fiddy, can you help me out? Come on, man. I just thank you. I appreciate it. Listen, I mean, you talk about Cam Newton and what he did the first two games. He has Steve Smith and Greg Olson and Jeremy Shockey. (laughs) (laughs) If he had something like that and he came out was still looking how he's looking, I get it. I understand it, but he has a limited receiving core. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have Devontae Adams or, uh, hell, Jamar Chase. Yeah, none of the He doesn't have an all-star receiving core, and he's still standing in there. He's not getting jittery. You don't see the feet padding. He's still standing in there going through his progressions, trying to make the right play. The young man is showing you he does have football IQ. He does have poise. He does have maturity. It's just right now he doesn't have the weapons. He doesn't. You think with the way Bryce Young is showing you, you that he can play that if he had receivers that were winning their matchups over and over again that he couldn't get them to football you don't think if Devontae Adams arguably the best route runner in the league was on this team that that man wouldn't have 20 catches by now all right man y'all go ahead Wes has been dropping hints the last six months or so that the Panther fan that once existed was on its way back (laughs) I knew something was special today because he's wearing the black and the processing blue shirt or uh, uh, He's Shoes, br- that is. Yeah. But that rant, <laughs> Panther Wes, he's here, baby. And the Panthers are 0-2. When this team is 10-4 and yeah. and competing for NFC South titles and 
number one well, then I'd be hating in the NFC. My no, no, you won't. Wes, it's okay, baby. <laughs> I'm a Panther fan too. But embrace you, it. You want to embrace. You want the hometown team. Miss Fonda can call them the Moorhead the losers. The losers but you want the black and blue to be good. I'm just saying, man. Let the young man get some time. Yo. It, it looks horrible, yes, but give him some time. I mean, it is interesting, the fact that everybody is so willing to jump off of the bandwagon right now that Bryce Young is going to be a bust at number one. You've got people asking, does he look good to you? No, he's not looked fantastic. We talked about it in week two. More so even than week one, despite a couple of the interceptions. Week two, he didn't look great. He did look a little rattled in the pocket, but that's because there are other things that we can pay attention to that back up his bad play. The offensive line allowing pressure. You're right about the wide receivers not looking as good. And I think what's happening here, too, is the fact that we anticipated a better performance from both of those units coming in. So the fact that it is not good right now. It's harder to bring back that excuse retroactively for some fans yeah. because we all expected it to be better. But we can watch what's going out there on in week one and week two. It's not conducive to good quarterback play. It's not. And you have to be very good right now. As soon as you step into the league, good to make Jonathan Mingo a lot better than what he is as a rookie out there. Adam Thielen, which, look, man. A lot of people are talking about how Adam Thielen also isn't gaining a lot of separation down the field. That was a That's comment. Not his game. That was a comment that was said before we saw one snap of Panther football for Adam Thielen. Same thing with DJ Chark, where he gets injured immediately, and we just haven't seen the glass half full approach on some of these 50-50 calls coming into the season. Yeah, and so my thing is too, man. It annoys me that when people just go to low-hanging fruit for excuses, especially the size thing. He fumbled because of his size? Are you kidding me? So Deshaun Watson, he got strip-sacked at the end of that Steelers game. Is that because, what, he's 6'2", 215 or something like that? Like, come on, man. You got a 260-70-pound man chasing you. Let's do an experiment. We can go to a park near you. You can sign some waivers. I'm going to put a football in your hand and what, tell you, you to run. Do you foul line two? We don't play the second intro a lot. Do you want to go back? Do you, or do you have Yeah, we'll go you? back. Yes, second foul line intro. Hit it. <laughs> Dang it. We don't have it ready. God, man. Oh, that, that fumble, that fumble take is off. We got awesome. it right now. Go ahead. He's going to bring out the free throw line. That's got to hurt. You got knocked the f*** in again. You're talking about his size. Everything he does is because of size. If he doesn't eat chips right, if he goes to the bathroom too much, it's because of his size. Let's do an experiment. Let's go meet at one of the fields down here. You guys can sign a waiver that says if you get hurt, I'm not responsible. Hold a football in your hand. Run from me, and I'm going to chase you, and I'm going to swing as hard as I can at your one hand that's holding the ball, and we'll see how many of y'all can hold on to it. Are you kidding me if he gets an ankle injury yep it's because he's too small he's playing in the nfl with 280 to 300 pound men hitting him i don't care if you're 240 i don't care if you're 280 you're gonna get lit up in the nfl and you're gonna get hurt cam newton was ginormous got hurt big ben ginormous got hurt how many quarterbacks do you expect he's gonna get hurt and then you're telling me because of the fumble that that's size everything I will no longer pay any attention to any fan that attributes anything with Bryce Young to his size. 
Are you kidding me? So Drew Brees never got sacked, fumbled. Russell Wilson never got sacked, fumbled. Like, these guys never made mistakes. They never got hurt. Nothing bad ever happened to them. And and they were smaller quarterbacks. So everything bad that happens to Bryce, just like I said in the preseason, we're going to know the weight and the size of every person that ever hits him. Like, come on, guys. Let's be a smart football fan base here. Let's let us let us try to be a little bit more sophisticated and understand. Yes, Bryce is small. We know this. But he's been playing this game his whole life. And, and, and Keyshawn Johnson, he can get added to this as well because he was saying the same thing. And it was just stupid to me that people are laying back on that fact because it's just easy to grab. I'm done. Cut the music off. I said it a little more calm. That's the dad tone when I'm disappointed. And I just tell you just... Just go to your room. I feel like DJ Funkmaster Flex after Black Dot went 10 <laughs> minutes straight on a freestyle. That was so amazing. You know what it is? It's Wes Bryant spitting that mean, hot fire. man. Like, because he fumbles because he's too small. I've never been more in awe from just perfect radio. Wes Bryant, ladies and gentlemen, another round of applause. This is me at home. All All right. Right. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate it. I try my best. I ain't man. got nothing to say. Let's go to the Fitty Flash. It's the second one of the day. <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to give you a little time to hit the sounder because we haven't. Now that you got the time, what you got for us, Fitty? What a transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fitty. You know, what's funny was I was going to have like a... A funny foul line rant today. Uh, quick update. MLB scoreboard, by the way. The Phillies lead the Braves 4-1 to at the end of the fourth. Hoggards Reds up one nothing over the Twins in the top of the fourth. Cincinnati on the outside looking in. Are they uh, Ellie De La cruising? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. See what I did there? You know, yesterday, the show, the city, the NBA world, it mourned Kelly Oubre not remaining a Charlotte Hornet, he's going to be in Philadelphia. That was the first mistake. And then, and I should have known this was happening because I saw it on Leaky Snapchat earlier in the week. They gave the best Hornets bench player number in the history of the Hornets to Leaky Black, who, yes, is a former <laughs> Tar Heel, but only got a job in the NBA because he is a Tar Heel. His number. A guy that's going to spend 65% of the year in Greensboro has Kelly Oubre's number for the upcoming season. Walker, mm -hmm. I know y'all got to go to Hornets Media Day in a couple of weeks. I think we're going to be out there. I like going on location with you guys. This might be one where I need to be left back here because my heart's hurting. The love for Kelly Oubre, it has absolutely surpassed my love for P.J. Washington. <laughs> if, one of the, if one of the worst mistakes this franchise has ever made is giving Leaky Black number 12 after Kelly Oubre wore it, I do not want to hear any more P.J. Washington love jokes ever again. With you going on, you could have gone foul line against the Charlotte Hornets for giving the number 12 to Leaky Black. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a damn shame. I was wondering why he put that in the chat. I'm like, why is this significant? Like, I know it was... I know it was Kelly's I, I know thing. it was Kelly's old number but I'm like why is this pertinent to our conversation when he did that I thought okay is it just a leaky black thing and he's just allowing us to have this in our lives what's the point and now I realize just how ridiculous it was
Yeah. All right. Great segment of radio, everyone. <laughs> Good work out of everybody. Fitty with the nice dismount of having a fake, angry rant about Kelly Oubre passing his number on to Leaky Black, followed by what was great radio from one Wes Bryan. Let's go right back to it. We'll give you Wes Bryan's power rankings, the best ACC QBs as it stands today. It's Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Text line is recuperating after everything that happened in the last segment. You talk about there were two different ways of text coming in. One was the pre-West rant and one was post-West rant. And they were both busy as hell. <laughs> a lot of conspiracy. That is what caused West to go off on a couple of foul lines. And I'm glad we got to the second one, by the way. Yeah. That intro is fun, too. We got a couple of them. Long version, short version. Wes, angry at the people that are ready for Bryce Young to already be a bust that are already saying, I told you so about his size and that think Andy Dalton is the answer for the rest of the season. Wes, you can go back and check that rant out. Once we (laughs) post it on the website, WFNZ.com, just go click on the Wesson Walker tab. It will be very easy to find. So will these quarterback power rankings time to get to them again. It's Wednesday. It becomes a staple during the football season. Let's hit it. Wes's ACC QB power rankings we start at number five will we see any change as soon as we dive into the latest pool what you got for us Wes at number five uh yeah there's a change off the rip okay we're talking about Garrett Schrader Queen City's own makes his debut in the power rankings this week He's been playing pretty dominant football. He had a career-high 195 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Both of those were career-high en route to 379 total yards. Syracuse is 3-0 for consecutive seasons now. So Schrader's definitely one to watch. And Fiddy, definitely with all the noise that you have been talking, he's he's coming for you. It's it's been... (laughs) Like I, yeah, North Carolina should beat Syracuse. They should. But he's been acting like they're a community college yeah. that just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, you hate Syracuse football. It's, I mean, it's Syracuse football. They, they play in a dome that is only. Well, Fiddy obviously the basketball program. Well, Fiddy obviously didn't grow up in the '90s when Syracuse was popping. It was like 30 years ago. It was, it had what? What one quarterback? 90s, early McNabb 2000s. Was good. That you know, was about you it. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. got a daddy, right? You know where he played. <laughs> I did not know he went to Syracuse. Dwight Freeney as well. Donovan McNabb, like some real. I'm telling you, they, <laughs> Syracuse much got were, a little pedigree. Jim Brown. How much were they getting paid to go play Syracuse or play football at Syracuse? In the '90s, Syracuse was one of the top programs. 
I'll tell you, when we go rushing and attack in NCAA Football 06, my favorite rushing or the option attack duo to go with, Ernie Davis, Jim Brown, also Donovan McNabb yeah. back there. Mm-hmm. Elite video game team. And they lead the ACC in scoring, so that's a little pertinent to 49 points a game and a top five total defense. So, yeah. Weird weird hatred, but it's there <laughs> from 150. All right, what's number four on your list here? Wes? All right, number four, my guy Riley Leonard still holding it down, but when you look at the type of season he's having, the numbers aren't necessarily gaudy just yet. Still just one touchdown pass on the year. But when you look at the PFF grades to this date, He's 10th in all of college football with a 91.2 offensive grade. He also had 316 total yards, two rushing touchdowns versus Northwestern. They pounded a Big Ten foe, and the Blue Devils are still rolling. Garrett Schrader, number five. Riley Leonard, number four. Would have expected him to be higher given the way yeah, he's just got to get some more stats. No, I got you. I got what you're coming. I got where you're coming from. All mm-hmm. right, number three. Where are you? Uh, where are you going here? Uh, Drake May from North Carolina, still holding it down at three. He had 442 passing yards. He had a couple of touchdowns as well. He's currently 16th in all of the NCAA in passing grade according to PFF. So he's having a great season. The numbers still aren't quite as gaudy as you expect from him and I think they're going to uh, increase as the games come at least I'm hoping so but he's holding it down at three I believe Drake fell a spot though wasn't he no two? he was three he was I three thought last, he was two week. last week all right no. Drake may number three this week so who are the two guys in front of him Wes go ahead and give us one of those names well number two man at the ACC digital network I'll be working on a piece that'll be dropping tomorrow about this guy entitled back to the future because I'm talking about Tyler Van Dyke this young man missed parts of six games last year but man is he back in a big way last two games he's got eight tdr and yeah he's the number one quarterback in college football when you talk about offensive grade and passing grade he's got a 94 flat offensive grade and a 93.6 passing grade and the canes are undefeated so tyler van dyke is back to looking like the first rounder uh nfl prospect that a lot of people thought he was a couple of years ago when he was the acc rookie of the year all right there are a couple of qbs you have not mentioned in total passing yards in the acc touchdowns interceptions Mm -hmm. are low with some of these guys but Mm -hmm. you can only pick one and there's a couple guys you haven't there's actually three in the top five we'll talk so, about that so so you tell me who was number one on your power still rankings holding list. it down man jordan travis of florida state they caught a scare at boston college uh but they're still top five in the nation he had 250 total yards and two passing touchdowns versus versus boston college uh but he's got a huge one on saturday that game could definitely affect uh the quarterback power rankings for sure when you talk about fsu traveling down clemson all right, so number five, Garrett Schrader. Number four, Riley Leonard. Number three, Drake May. Two, Tyler Van Dimes in this case. And number one is Jordan Travis. A couple of the QBs I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. Haynes King leads the conference in passing. Yeah. Nine touchdown passes, one interception. Mm-hmm. Was on the list last week. Doesn't make it this week. Yeah. Mitch Griffiths, number three in total passing for the ACC. Mm-hmm. Eight touchdown passes, three interceptions, mm-hmm. two of which came against Old Dominion. I don't even disagree agree with the list. Haynes King does fall off of it, though. Yeah. How much thought went into a couple of those guys? Well, the numbers were good, but it's a little skewed. They got smacked by Ole Miss. They were hanging in that game for a while, but they got pounded, and they're one and two. So I couldn't see me putting an undefeated Garrett Schrader, who came off a career rushing day, but also had a pretty solid day passing Cues, his team is undefeated. He's playing really good football yet again, showing that last year wasn't quite a fluke. And then uh, the other player, you said Mitch Griffiths. Mitch Griffiths, yeah. uh, Mitch Griffiths 
Wake, you know, they came back and they won, and I thought he definitely was uh, coming of age, so to speak, in that game. But still, too many turnovers almost cost his team a football game, two interceptions, a big fumble that uh, Old Dominion ran back for a touchdown. So a little bit too mistake-prone, plus uh, quality of victories right now. Not quite there for Mitch Griffiths as of yet. So Jordan Travis, I thought maybe you would have him fall just one spot with the performance of Tyler Van Dyke and what he's doing, but Jordan Travis stays up there. Yeah, they, so. I mean, Miami played Bethune-Cookman, so, uh, you know, but we're going to have some games that are going to come up that are going right. to decide that. Miami and Carolina in a couple of weeks and FSU Saturday. Who are you most surprised at the week four portion, I guess, going into week four? Who are you most surprised to see on this list where they are on this list? Is there um, anybody surprised? Riley Leonard, for sure. I thought by now he would have some more touchdowns. I told you he talked about post-game how – he wanted to get his receivers more touchdowns on the day. I mean, Duke's playing great football, uh, and we're going to talk about them some more. But, you know, only one touchdown pass for him, and he's got a few rushing scores. I mean, he's playing great football when you look at his grade analytically. But just as far as I thought the numbers would be a little bit more gaudy with him being a dual threat. thought the touchdown passes would be up there a little bit more, man. But they're so dominant running on the ground. Right. Jordan Waters is holding it down. He's getting rushing touchdowns. They, they got a nice running game. Well, game script is just calling for Riley Leonard to do what he's doing. Clemson, he didn't have the craziest numbers passing, mm-hmm. but was effective rushing the football. And then you look at Lafayette, they win 42-7. to And then Northwestern, they win 38-14. to 32 passing attempts combined in both of those yeah, games. Yeah, and he was perfect in that Lafayette game. He didn't have a lot of attempts, but he didn't have an incompletion yeah, either. You're right. I, I didn't even see that. Yeah. 12 of 12 for 136 yards and one touchdown yeah, He's playing big-time ball, man. He is. All right, that'll do it for Wes's ACC QB power rankings. We go back to some Carolina Panthers conversation on the other side of the break. How about former Panther QB Jake DeLome, current Panther radio analyst. Jake! He joins us to talk about Bryce Young, his latest injury, his performance of the first two weeks. Jake DeLome, he's coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.